0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorf. the Old Trailblazer riding out again, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And Every now and then I have someone write me, call me and say, what in the world are you talking about, blazing the path? Well, this world, this religious world is, uh, I think, going to hell in a handbasket. We we, we no longer have the great old men of God preaching, thundering out the gospel that Christ died for sinners and that man is a sinner. We don't have that no more. We have a, a silk handkerchief ministry. And uh, on many scenes, many of our scenes, and one here and one there holding up uh, the truth, and that's what we do here at the Old of broadcast. We bring you the truth, and we cut away some of those errors. You say, "What kind of errors are you' talking about?" I said, "Well, uh they got got humpteen dozen bible uh publications now, they all got error in them we we we, we uh we talk about those things. then we talk about the, the method of salvation. People say, "Well, just join the church, that's not salvation." We, we refute that error. Well, shake the preacher's hand. That's not salvation. Well, speak in tongues. That's not salvation. Oh, my friend, working, doing good work, that's not salvation. What is salvation? Coming to see yourself as a sinner in need and then coming to Christ, begging forgiveness, receiving forgiveness for your sin, my friend. Not many doing that, is it? Oh, we have a great religious world today. We have, I think somebody told me, 146 different religions Denominations in the world. Maybe so, but my friend, none of them, none of them portray Christ as our living uh, substitute. But old trailblazers is going to be true to your soul, even if it takes the hide off. We're looking at the blood on, I'm sorry, we just got through with the mercy seat, and we're looking today, uh, the great day of atonement. You know what atonement means? It means covering. That's right, atonement means covering. Everywhere I go, here, there, and yonder, I hear folks criticizing my message the messages of radio ministry and uh listen uh they 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 just they do and i praise the lord for it it's the greatest compliment that you can pay to my ministry is to say that my preaching has stirred you up makes you mad well i won't hear that old trailblazer no more well praise the lord that's what if that's what you want go ahead go ahead but my friend let me advertise over the radio here that i'm gonna be in a certain area, a certain town, and folks get together and raise up a, a stir about it. You wanna hear that old fella, you don't listen to that old treble. He'll stir you up. He'll get you confused. Get you he'll divide your church. Well, brother, they're paying my ministry a great compliment that they could pay it. It does that very thing, and praise the Lord. Bless your heart it does. It does. If your ministry does not stir up the people, preacher you better quit preaching and go back to digging taters. That's right. You're taking money under a false pretense. You're a deceiver. If your messages don't stir the hearts of men and women, then there's something wrong with your message. That's right. That's right. And, uh, we have folks that don't want us to, to talk to their sick folks in the sick bed cause it stirs them up. But listen, uh, praise the Lord for it. And, uh, it was said of Charles G. Finney, one of our old divines, that if he walked in a hospital or in a into a factory, folks became uh, confused and stirred up. And I hope that the Lord would do that under this ministry. We've been praying here for years that the Lord would uh, send us a refreshing from the Holy Spirit. And we know it's the Holy Spirit's work. No matter what I say, that folks will be disturbed. It is said, George Whitfield, a great old preacher, that if he just spoke one word, say Maranatha. It put folks under conviction, stirred them up. I'm hoping, trusting that the Lord will see fit to use this ministry, no matter where I go or where I preach or where the brethren go, uh, that the word will go out. Men will be brought under conviction. And wherever folks see me, they will say, there goes that man uh, either confirms you in Christ or stir up, stirs the hell out of you. Now, that's that's my friend, listen. As, as old Tremblayers used to say, we won't, just, won't charge you nothing for that. We just threw that in for Lanyap. Our subject today, we're getting started in, is the great day of atonement. There stand out two great days as set forth in God's Word. One is the great day of atonement when our Lord died for sinners. And the second great day that stands out set forth there in Revelation 6. For the great day of His wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? First is a great day of atonement. Christ dying for sinners. Christ dying for sinners. Second is a great day of his wrath. Christ punishing sinners who have rejected him. Let's open our Bibles now, if you will, if you, if you where you can. If you're driving on the highway, don't do it. Just listen. And look in the 16th chapter of Leviticus. And see there again how blood redemption is set forth. In the Old Testament. That's our general theme that we're looking at. So let's go there and read Leviticus 16. And then uh, skip around some verses there. And he, the high priest, shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats for one of them, one for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat "...upon which the Lord Lot fell, an offering for a sin offering. But the goat on which the Lot fell not, uh, failed to be the scapegoat, shall he be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him, and to let go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and sprinkle it up on the mercy seat, and before the mercy seat, and listen... And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat, and Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over, confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, all of their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. And I want you to notice That expression, fit man. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities into the land not inhabited and shall let the goat go into the wilderness. Now, here we have set forth a beautiful picture of God covering the sins of Israel with blood, putting away their sins under the blood. The day of atonement has come. Two goats have been selected, one for a sin offering, one for the scapegoat. The high priest selects one to die upon the altar. The sins of the children of Israel have been confessed over him. The high priest takes the knife, slays the animal. The blood is caught in a basin, and he takes it behind the veil in the tabernacle into the most holy place and sprinkles it seven times upon the mercy seat as an atonement for the sins of Israel. When he comes from behind the veil, he takes the other goat, the live one, And in the presence of all the children of Israel, with his hands upon the head of the goat, he confesses all their sins, symbolically laying them upon the goat. The scripture says a fit man takes this live goat into the wilderness. This expression, fit man, means one who has been divinely appointed, divinely selected by the Lord God. And this man, divinely selected, takes this live goat called a scapegoat, on which the sins of Israel have been laid, and he leads him out of the sight of the children of Israel, carries him into the wilderness. The scripture says, a place uninhabited. He leaves the goat there to wander and starve to death. The children of Israel watch this fit man as he goes out of sight. They wait for his return, and when they see him returning, there's a great day of joy in the camp of Israel because their sins have been put away. Isn't that a marvelous picture? of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. Isn't it? A picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, of his death there on the cross as a sinner's offering, his burial as our scapegoat, his resurrection as the fit man coming back after he carried away our sin. Now, you listen, my friend. My awakened sinner, would you listen? Saint, God's child, will you listen? We're told in Hebrews 9, but... Ah, uh, now once in the end of the world hath he, Christ, appeared to put away sin, by the once by the sacrifices of himself. In Hebrews nine twelve we are told, but by his own blood he entered, once into the holy place, having e- obtained eternal salvation, eternal redemption for us. Then, then, we are told in Hebrews nine, twenty four. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God. Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that marvelous? Let's turn back to Hebrews 9:14 and watch. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Oh, my friend! I hope you'll go back and read those verses. We see from these scriptures that Christ was and is the fulfilment of all the types of the old testament. He was became he became our sin offering who came and died in our place. We we'll pick that up in our next study. We'll just take a minute or two here at the close of this this time to ask you would you would you Stay with us day after day, every day, Monday through Friday, we're here preaching, bringing you the old time. We're looking at this, the great day of atonement. That's what the death of Christ was on the cross. It was not just, it's not just some simple thing, my friend. Think about the majesty uh, of Christ. Think about the holiness of our Lord. He was a very son of God, yet he became man without spot nor a wrinkle, without a sin, without no guile in his mouth. And he gave of his own blood, voluntarily. Why? Why did he do that, my friend? Because he loved sinners such as the old trailblazer. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen you? Have you ever admitted that you're a sinner? Oh, my friend, don't, don't, don't turn away. Don't close your ears to the truth. Every man born in this world is a sinner. Every woman, every boy and every girl comes into this world sinful and must be redeemed, must be bought back. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ did here in these verses on, this, on the cross. He paid that ransom price. The scapegoat, referring to our blessed Lord, those sins have gone away to where they are no more no no one will ever know of them, never see them. The Lord said he couldn't see them. He says, where are my sins? Gone. My sins are gone. We have a gracious song here on CD entitled, My Sins Are Gone. I want to see get it out one day and play it for you. My sins are gone. The old your sins are gone. My friend, I wish I knew how to call on you to turn to the Lord. I wish I had the, the, the patience, the grace, the compassion to call on you. Wherever you are, my friend, old, new, old, young, sick, well, healthy, poor, penniless, whatever. Wherever you are in your in the in your in the in the gutter of sin, in the penthouse, wherever you are, my friend, it we're all the same. We're all the same. You heard the old saying, six foot of ground makes us all just alike. I've conducted many funerals here lately. Those folks all just alike. That soul had gone on. But that old carcass laying there, they're all just alike. My friend, the Bible says it's a point on man wants to die. And after that, the judgment. Did you know you were coming down to death? Old man, old woman, you're coming down to die. Young man, young woman, you don't know what day you're going to die. No, nobody knows. The Bible says the weapon is prepared for you. But the old trailblazer's is going to be true to you, and I love your soul. Remember... Uh, my website, Radio Missions.org. And then, if you would, help me with the broadcast a little. I, I, I ask the Lord to move your heart. But this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. Mm-hmm.